Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey, welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here is your host, Jim Manfredonia. Yes, indeed, coming to you live from beautiful downtown Ewing, New Jersey. There is a downtown section of Ewing, but it's a beautiful, beautiful place and uh, beautiful area the Lord has um, placed us in here, uh, back hidden behind the trees. We have a wonderful forest surrounding, well, it wouldn't really call it a forest, but uh, some nice woods surrounding our property. Check the deer all out today, grazing on our land. I'm happy to have you here today on this uh, uh, March, what's it, February, March 17th. Uh, 2021, St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day to all of you, Patrick's, Pat's, Patricia's, Patricio's, and uh, all of our uh, brothers and sisters, especially of Irish descent, but everybody today enjoying the day. Don't forget to celebrate the saint, though, uh, good St. Patrick. Uh, these next uh, couple of days, few days, uh, I guess you can have do a little feasting and <laughs> break, break that Lenten fast. I know many of you probably are preparing your corned beef and cabbage and other treats, those uh, Irish potatoes that uh, Cheryl was saying this morning. Uh, I remember having them. I uh, have cream cheese in them or something. Not really potatoes. Uh, Irish soda bread. I'm going to make myself hungry here now, so I better watch it. Um, and uh, just hope you're enjoying the day. And I'm thanking you for taking the time out of your day to share this time with me on Come To Me. It is uh, Wednesday, so I'm going to share with you some of our Holy Father's general audience this morning, where he continues his teaching on prayer, um, and today specifically um, praying to the Holy Spirit. So we'll do that. And now I want to go back where we left off last week. I think it's important that we go back to the uh, document Lumen Gentium, the Dogmatic Constitution on the Church from 1964 from the Second Vatican Council, uh, continuing our teaching or the teaching from the Council Fathers on the laity. Majority of our audience, of course, are lay people, and we need to understand our role in the world today, uh, especially today, you know, where we see there is a shortage of uh, individuals answering the Lord's call to voca religious vocation, and uh, the laity need to pick up the slack, and have been for the past 60 years, but especially over the past couple of decades, it's important for us to understand our role here. So we'll go over that as well. Uh, we are praying our consecration prayer to the Holy Family. And don't forget now, this coming Friday, of course, two days from today, Friday, March 19th, the great solemnity of St. Joseph. And, of course, uh, we know everybody celebrates that day as well. It is on a Friday this year. Dispensation has been, uh, because it is a solemnity, uh, has been offered. So there's, uh, you can have your, uh, especially those of us of Italian descent who celebrate the Feast of San Giuseppe, we um, might be making some uh, meatballs and all kinds of delicacies and <laughs> special treats on that day. There's a wonderful little um, 
St. Joseph's uh, pastry that uh, I saw on YouTube. Uh, and I, 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 we have, a, I don't know her personally, but she's in our listening area. Her name is Gina. She's a wonderful, beautiful Italian grandma who puts out these YouTube videos on and, and uh, of her cooking and her and baking. And I've been following her for the past uh, few months and making some of her, her meals, and they're delicious. Just this past Sunday, I made stuffed peppers uh, following uh, Gina's recipe. So, um, And I'm, I'm very curious because I see her mailing address is in our listening area. It's in Monmouth County. I'd love to know, and I'm sure whoever the pastor of her parish is in the area in which she lives in Monmouth County, you know who she is. Uh, I'd love to talk with her and her family about a particular uh, project I have in mind. I'm always thinking. The Holy Spirit is always placing uh, inspirations on my heart and in my mind. So anyway, we'll talk about that down the road. But we are praying the prayer uh, for uh, the consecration of families to the Holy Family of Nazareth, and we are sending these prayer requests to uh, these uh, prayer cards to you for free. So please take advantage of this, because on Friday, the Feast of St. Joseph, the Solemnity of St. Joseph, Holy Father Pope Francis has said that we are going to begin a year of the joy of family love, celebrating family and family love, family togetherness. You know, uh, this apostolate domestic church media was created, um, and the reason we chose that name, Domestic Church Media, was because we need to promote the cause of marriage and family life, uh, especially now. So we want to send these prayer cards to you. We're going to pray it in a second uh, and uh, get these out to you, especially during the year that we celebrate family love and the joy of family love. So let's gather wherever you are listening or watching. Don't forget, now we're coming to you live on our Domestic Church Media YouTube channel live video. You can even see I'm wearing a little green today. Um, I am 100% Italian. <laughs> but you know what? Um, our three beautiful little grandchildren, they're, they're part Irish and they're celebrating the day today. And uh, So as they say, everybody's Irish on St. Patrick's Day, right? So I decided to wear my, my green shirt. Um, so let's pray as family. And uh, again, you can go to domestic youtube.com slash domestic church media to watch the program. If you have a smart TV or on your uh, uh, tablet, or your, if you have our free mobile app, it's right there. You can watch it right on your phone or tablet through our app, our domestic church media app. It's free. Um, so many ways we come to you, uh, and the audio as well, whether you're listening to us on one of our. Uh, network of stations here, radio stations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, or listening uh, online, uh, listening on your Amazon Echo or Google Home device. If you have those devices, all you have to say is play domestic church media, and we stream 24-7 on those devices. And in fact, I understand today, um, I was told by our friend Pete that uh, on Jim and Joy's program at, I guess, one thirty this afternoon on EWTN television, they repeated the program from last year that Cheryl and I uh, were guests uh, on, and I guess the second program is going to repeat on Friday at 1.30. Um, but we already received some people, I guess people who are watching that. We've got a, a request to be put on our prayer list and a request for these uh, uh, family consecration prayers from a, a viewer out in Ohio. So, you know, you never know how the Lord is going to work 
uh, through all the media that we're using. So keep us in prayer, my friends. And as we pray this prayer, please, please, please pray for our financial needs. We are in a very, very serious financial situation right now because we've donations have been down uh, about 50% in January and February. Uh, that trend is continuing into this month. And um, as I shared with you yesterday, you know, we lost a, a tenant. We were leasing space on our tower outside and some studio space across the, the way here to a local radio station. And uh, they have terminated that contract. They, too, are in the process of cutting back. Everybody's in financial situ- you know, financial difficulty over the past year. So they had to terminate that contract. So we are losing uh, regular monthly revenue from that. And that's that's kind of hurting us. Not kind of. It is hurting us. So anyway, the Lord will provide. But let's go to him as family right now and pray. Because we need apostolates such as this. We need media apostolates, Catholic media apostolates that will proclaim the joy of the gospel, will proclaim the truth of Jesus Christ these days especially. So let's begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord Jesus, you lived in the home of Mary and Joseph in Nazareth. There you grew in age, wisdom, and grace as you prepared to fulfill your mission as our Redeemer. We entrust our family to you. O blessed Mary, you are the mother of our Savior. At Nazareth, you cared for Jesus and nurtured him in the peace and joy of your home. We entrust our family to you. O St. Joseph, you provided a secure and loving home for Jesus and Mary and gave us a model of fatherhood while showing us the dignity of work. We entrust our family to you. Holy family, we consecrate ourselves and our family to you. May we Be completely united in a love that is lasting, faithful, and open to new life. Help us to grow in virtue, to forgive one another from our hearts, and to live in peace all our days. Keep us strong in faith, persevering in prayer, diligent in our work, and generous toward those in need. May our home, O Holy Family, truly become a domestic church where we reflect your example in our daily life. Amen. And our prayers to St. Michael, and also the prayer, the beautiful ancient prayer to Our Lady, to the Blessed Mother, the Subtum Presidium prayer. Holy Father Pope Francis asks us to pray this prayer, these prayers every single day, every day. Pray these prayers uh, with the specific intention to protect the Church from the attacks of the devil, And we've added to protect our families from the attacks of the devil and also to protect our country from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. Saint Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. And today, in a special way, Saint Patrick, pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son, 
and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And again, my brothers and sisters, I thank you so very much for uh, joining me and spending some time with me here on this program. You know, it's so important these days, as I've said, for us to have authentic Catholic media outlets available to you. You know, Mother Angelica, God rest her soul, she began EWTN back in 1981, 40 years ago. And, of course, this month, on the 27th of March, we're going to be remembering Mother's fifth anniversary. It's hard to believe it's been that long. Mother Angelica was called home to the Lord on Easter Sunday night. That was March 27th in uh, 2016. And uh, as you most likely know, uh, Cheryl and I were very blessed to be uh, counted among the invited guests who went down to Alabama uh, for that week. Uh, it was a beautiful week in, in uh, Hansville. Um, that's where all the, where Mother, of course, that's where the monastery is and that where Mother is entombed. Uh, but Cheryl and I were very blessed to go down there uh, that week. It was Easter Sunday night of that year, and uh, we received an email from Michael Warsaw, the president of EWTN, inviting us to come down for the week uh, to participate in all of the liturgies uh, that would take place, and, that, and especially her funeral mass um, that week. It was a, a great blessing, and, uh, you know, we were, as I just said, we were, I understand that the program that we did with Jim and Joy, at home with Jim and Joy, last year, a year ago, around this time of year, uh, they repeated today, and that was the last time we were down at EWTN, and uh, we keep saying, you know, of course, when all this pandemic business is over with, we'd love to have another pilgrimage and take a group down to EWTN. It's a very special place. And uh, Mother began all of this in 1981. And uh, now EWTN is the largest religious media organization in the world. Of course, Mother responded and acted in faith when the Holy Spirit uh, prompted her to do what she did. And it was completely in faith. She didn't have any knowledge or financing or money to do what she did, but just felt led to do it. And, um, you know, I had a not a, a a close relationship with Mother Angelica, but I certainly had a relationship with her in many ways, having had met her having met her twice. And then, of course, in her infirmity, um, when we were trying to start uh, domestic church media, she was very much aware of our efforts. And uh, they are my friends then at, at EWTN gave me her personal fax number. Of course, mother was bedridden. She was by this point. And but I would fax her. I remember times when we were in very serious trouble, <laughs> whether whether it's finances or something. We were beginning the whole the whole work, where I would uh, fax her a prayer request and say, "Dear Mother, here's our situation today. Please, you and the nuns pray for us." And they would tell me at the network, "Mother is very much aware of what you're doing, and they are praying for you." So I'm going to go to Mother Angelica between now and the anniversary of her. Um, her death, which is March 27th, 10 days from today, uh, in a special way, uh, we can maybe make a, a prayerful novena to her and ask for her intercession for us and our financial needs right now, because they are great. And um, maybe starting tomorrow, I can find a, 
I don't know if there's a, an official novena prayer to Mother Angelica, but from the heart, we can pray to her every day between now and the anniversary of her uh, entrance into glory and uh, ask her to intercede for us and help us in our work. And now, real quick, uh, speaking of uh, novenas, I do want to share with you an announcement that was brought to our attention. Uh, it's on our bulletin board, but uh, it starts started today, actually, at noon, um, an Annunciation Novena during these nine days leading up to the Solemnity of the Annunciation. Every day at noon, starting today, through March 25th, uh, there is posted a short video of prayer and reflection uh, featuring our friend Rachel Hendricks, joined by guests from all around the Diocese of Trenton. Uh, they pray the Angelus Prayer, then have reflections focusing on the many ways that the Annunciation story impacts our lives and how it can deepen our Lenten experience. Uh, the intentions are to ask God to open hearts, the hearts of people to God's great plan for us and to increase the respect for all human life. Each day's novena is appearing at 12 noon on the diocesan social media, uh, especially the Respect Life Ministry Diocese of Trenton and the uh, Diocese of Trenton Family Life Facebook pages. And on the Trenton Respect Life webpage, it's uh, Diocese of Trenton dot org slash respect life ministry. That's diocese of Trenton dot org slash respect life ministry. And you're all invited to renew your appreciation for our blessed mother's yes to God's plan for her and for the incarnation of our Lord uh, as coming to us as a, as a, a tiny baby. Um, so uh, you can check it out. Go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and click on the bulletin board, and click on today's date, and you'll see this is uh, the uh, opportunity. Again, the virtual um, novena you can participate in uh, through social media. So this is why it's so important to have these uh, means of communication available to us and the church has to and must, there's no exception, no excuse, we have to use these means of communication. As I said yesterday, you know, there's so much false information being broadcast, uh, inaccurate, deception, um, uh, filth, garbage, you know, some of what, we don't really watch a lot of television, you know, we'll watch of course, every now and then we'll flip on EWTN or we'll watch the news. Um, I like to watch Jeopardy just to kind of keep my mind sharp. <laughs> and uh, old reruns of Everybody Loves Raymond. I mean, it's there's not a lot out there as far as we can see. And, of course, on, on weekends we enjoy watching the Food Channel <laughs> and uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives. It used to be really enjoyed. There was a wonderful program they took off the air horrible but it was it was the number one program on A&E was the live PD it was a great program but they took all that off last summer horrible part of the cancel culture anyway we need catholic media we need good solid strong catholic media that speaks to our audiences on their own level you know we don't want to be over theologian i'm not a theologian i i i have a a bachelor's degree in communications from Seton Hall University so, you know, hopefully when you join me here, you feel as if we're just on the same plane. We're one-on-one, one -on -one, you know. There's not a lot of uh, over-theological uh, information that is over your head. 
I don't have it to give you. I'm not up there. I'm right where you are. So we want to keep doing this, my friends, and we need to keep doing it. We need to use all these means of communication to proclaim the joy of the gospel, to really celebrate our church, you know. And uh, so many brothers and sisters over the past year, because of the dispensation, you know, have obviously not gone to Mass. Some have not come back. Some can't because of even the restrictions still in place. And we wonder what's going to happen when all of this ends. And will people come back? Will they want to come back? Will people want to be Catholic? (laughs) So we have to present the church in a very real, honest way. And I'm hoping we're able to do that here at Domestic Church Media. And as I said, this year, and we'll make an official announcement maybe after Easter, um, what exactly we're doing here. Uh, It's a special project that has been funded by uh, two individual members of our board of directors, uh, specifically earmarked for this project because it's an important extension and expansion of our reach and what we need to be doing. And we'll share more of that with you. But keep that in prayer as well. A lot going on. (laughs) But I'm happy you're here. And uh, let me share with you some of our Holy Father's message today. Of course, it is Wednesday. On Wednesdays, uh, the Holy Father gives his general audience. Now, of course, Italy is shutting down again. Uh, Horrible to think about that, but uh, apparently... They are, and um, the general audiences that used to be held, and I've attended a number of them uh, out in St. Peter's Square where you can get up to 70,000 people into the, into the square, that's not happening. It hasn't been happening for a year. Uh, the Holy Father offered the general audience via live broadcast from the Vatican's Apostolic Palace, and as Italy now begins to shut down again, But the Holy Father spoke about the importance of the Holy Spirit in one's prayer life. And, of course, the Holy Father, continuing his catechesis on prayer, said, Every time we begin to pray to Jesus, it is the Holy Spirit who draws us on the way of prayer by his uh, grace. Since he teaches us to pray by recalling Christ, how could we not pray to the Spirit too? That is why the Church invites us to call upon the Holy Spirit every day, especially at the beginning and end of every important action. And that's important, you know. I mean, uh, you have big decisions to make. You have something that needs to be, you know, trying to to make a a particular decision or a change in your life or something. Uh, It doesn't even have to be that important, but something that, you, you know, you're just not really sure what the best thing to do, the best way to go, even the best words to speak. Holy Spirit, guide me. Holy Spirit, give me the words. Holy Spirit, direct me in the right direction where you would have me go. And and Holy Father said, we need to do that every day. Go to the Holy Spirit, especially at the end, uh, beginning and end, rather, of every important action. He said the Holy Spirit writes the history of the church and the world. The first task of Christians is to keep alive this flame that Jesus brought to the earth. That is, the love of God, the Holy Spirit. Without the fire of the Spirit, the Holy Father said, the prophecies are extinguished. Sorrow supplants joy, habit substitutes love, and service turns into slavery. So the Holy Spirit frees us. The Holy Spirit guides us, lifts us, and helps us to respond and react to whatever life brings. You know, we are in this world, my brothers and sisters, 
in a world right now that is changing dramatically in so many ways, in so many areas, from the redefinition or the attempt to redefine marriage to gender identity to all these things that are just turning our world upside down that are in direct conflict to the basic Judeo-Christian principles that we have been living by for, for, for thousands of years, being turned upside down. And so we, as the people of faith, as disciples of Jesus, we, as members of, especially members of the Holy Catholic Church, we are called to be these lights in this world of darkness. And in order for us to do what needs to be done the right way, in order for us to live the way Christ expects us to live, we call upon the Holy Spirit, the fire of the Holy Spirit, as Holy Father said. We need that, and we must do that every single day. He said the image of the lighted lamp next to the tabernacle where the Eucharist is kept comes to mind. Even when the church empties and darkness falls, even when the church is closed, that lamp remains lighted and continues to burn. No one sees it, yet it burns before the Lord. Thus, the Spirit in our heart is always present like that lamp. I think about this. You know, every day, of course, we're so blessed here um, to have a beautiful chapel. Our, we call it the Chapel of the Holy Family. And as a matter of fact, this is I don't think it's coincidence. I think it's, it's providential. Uh, as I shared with you, Mother Angelica, the anniversary of her passing into glory is March 27th, 2016. Three years prior to that, on the same day, March 27th, 2013, we had just come back from Rome, having witnessed the election of uh, Pope Francis, and the chapel that we have here in the building was completed thanks to wonderful craftsmen, uh, Tom McCarty, Gary Mesh, uh, Kevin McDermott, um, and others who helped. Our, our, our chapel was finished. And on March 27th of 2013, our dear friend and spiritual director, Father Tim Byerly, came and brought with him uh, the Eucharist. We had Mass first, and of course, through the consecration of uh, the Eucharist, then we were able to place our Lord in the tabernacle. And ever since, Jesus has been here. And of course, because the Blessed Sacrament is present in the tabernacle in this chapel. We have, the, as the Holy Father referred to, the, the lighted lamp, the vigil lamp, the, the um, uh, sanctuary lamp. And that lamp burns 24-7 here because Jesus is here 24-7. Even when there's no one in the building, the building is dark and locked up, and the chapel is dark and locked up, the, the, the candle is lighted and it burns and it, it casts light uh, it continues to burn. No one sees it, as Holy Father said, yet it burns before the Lord. Thus, the Spirit in our heart is always present like that lamp. The Holy Father said um, uh, that this light uh, that continues to burn, we must remember the Holy Spirit is just like that lighted lamp in our heart, always there, always present, always shedding light. All we have to do is call upon the Spirit for guidance, for direction, for, as I said, even for words. You know, sometimes Jesus said, you know, when you uh, go before the authorities, don't be afraid of what you're going to say. The Holy Spirit will give you the words. You know, do you ever have those situations where you find yourself 
worrying ahead of time. What am I going to say? What am I going to do? Uh, how am I going to respond, react in, in difficult situations? I've done that many times. You know, I've had difficult situations uh, where I've had to deal with uh, certain situations and individuals, and I've always prayed, Lord, Holy Spirit, please give me the words. Have me speak the words you would have me speak here before I come on the program. I don't have any of this written out. I don't have a script I'm reading from. Uh, sometimes I don't even know what I'm going to say or, or talk about. As I walk into the studio, I spend some time in the chapel. I ask the Lord. I ask the Holy Spirit, your program. I'm just the the instrument, so you're going to have to give me the words. And uh, for t- over 25 years, the Holy Spirit does that, has been doing that, <laughs> and gives me these words. You know, it's it's. I understand it is a grace. It's, it's not me. Nothing I'm doing or saying, nothing that I merit. Uh, it's just that, you know, the Lord asked me to do this and have been doing it for 25 years, over 25 years now. And, you know, having to sit behind this microphone and say, okay, Holy Spirit, you're on. I'm just your instrument. You just use me. Uh, and, and, you know, you, you know, many of you, I'm sure all of you know in one way or another how the Spirit works in your life. We are called, my brothers and sisters, in this world of darkness especially, and we're going to talk about this when we come back from our break, uh, when we talk about the role of the laity. That we have to be these lights, these lighted candles in this world of darkness in which we live. And as you know, as I just said, the world is changing dramatically. Things are, are, are evolving in a way that were unimaginable uh, just a couple decades ago. But they are. And there is a force, there's a force of evil in the world, there's a force of darkness. Uh, We know who the prince of this world is, but we also know that we, as disciples of Christ, have a role to play in dispelling that darkness, and we mustn't be afraid, and we can count on the Holy Spirit to guide us, to lead us, and to give us the words as needed. So stay where you are. I'll take a break, and when I come back, we're going to go to Lumen Gentium and talk about the laity. Stay right there. Be right back. The key that opens the door to faith is prayer. Join St. Paul Street Evangelization by running a prayer station in the public square. You don't need to be a professional apologist or theologian. Just listen to the needs of the people you encounter. Offer encouragement, take prayer requests, and pray with people. Find out more and get involved today at streetevangelization.com. That's streetevangelization.com. Have you downloaded the Domestic Church Media app for all your mobile devices? It's free and enables you to stay in touch with Domestic Church Media and all we have to offer. You can tune into our live broadcast 24-7 as well as listen to our archives and podcasts. And you can even watch our local DCM programs live on our YouTube channel 
or watch the archive programs all on your phone or tablet. In addition to all things DCM, you'll also have so many other resources right at your fingertips. The free Domestic Church Media mobile app also gives you the daily Mass readings, the Liturgy of the Hours, numerous common prayers and novenas, and daily saints of the day. And that's not all. The Domestic Church Media mobile app also includes the complete Catechism of the Catholic Church, the entire Bible, as well as multiple Catholic periodicals and newspapers like the National Catholic Register, Our Sunday Visitor, and so many others. Plus, you'll have access to all our local diocesan newspapers and so much more. Go to your app store today and download the free Domestic Church Media mobile app. We know you'll love it. 60 Seconds with Mother Angelica. I want to be like Jesus. That should be in the heart of every Catholic, every Christian. I want to be like Jesus. Well, if you don't know what's not like Jesus in you, how are you going to be like Jesus? I mean, if you're the perfect one, then you got it made, but you don't. But I need light. You need light. You need light to know what's wrong with you. So let's not be afraid of Jesus. Let's not be afraid to know ourselves. If you gossip a lot, if you, you've committed some pretty bad sins, if you, you're angry, saucy, always complaining, always griping, then you need to say, I am always griping. I need to change. I love you, and so does God. Bye now. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Father Benedict Groeschel. I must tell you that from what I observe from very young people, all of these blasphemers, all of these mockers are in for a tough time. Because the devil bites his own tail. And I find among young people a growing reverence and longing for God. I find a decline in the cynicism and skepticism around it because it had to destroy itself. No one can live on being an enemy of God. It's too crazy. It's too absurd. It's too dark. It's too bleak. God is beautiful. God is holy. Why in the world mock God? The leading Catholic voices are on EWTN Radio. From Lahaska to Long Branch. Solberry to Seaside Park. Atlantic Highlands to Allentown. Ocean Grove to Oxford Valley. Little Silver to Lower Makefield. Proclaiming the joy of the gospel on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Welcome back on this March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. Hope you're having a blessed day. And again, don't, in your celebration, don't forget the saint. <laughs> don't forget the saint himself, for which we celebrate this day. Uh, let's see. Oh, you know, you heard the little spot that we ran. I hope you did anyway, that we have for our free mobile app. I hope you are taking advantage of this. Download this free mobile app. First of all, Keyword there, it's free, but it does offer so much. I was I was at uh, at a, I went to confession on on Saturday, and you know always need to make a good uh, examination of conscience. Well, guess what? I was standing online and took out our app, Domestic Church Media app, and there in the uh, um, section that we prayer or, or learn, I forget which one it is, but 
It's there. There's a whole, there's a whole examination of conscience. You can just go through it while you're preparing for the sacrament. Uh, or, or, you know, just that's one thing that we have. We have the whole Bible, the whole catechism, all kinds of prayers, novenas, morning prayer, evening prayer, night prayer is all in there. Every day changes accordingly. Uh, the readings of the day, it's all there. Mass times, confession times, they're all there. Plus everything you need to know about domestic church media. And you can donate right from our mobile app. <laughs> but you can also watch and listen. We have archive uh, audio programs. We have archive video uh, programs there. But you can watch live on YouTube right there on your phone or tablet. You can uh, go to our uh, Facebook page from there. It's all It's just chock full of all kinds of great stuff. And it's free. You know, a lot of places will charge you, you know, 99 cents a month or whatever they charge you to download a fee to download the app. We don't do that. You know, we offer it to you for nothing. We have to pay a fee every month uh, to have it, um, but we don't pass that on to you. We want, you know, our we the Lord will always provide. Our, our intent is to give you as much as we can. And, um, you know, as our dear friend, you heard him on one of the spots there as well, Father Benedict Rochelle, uh, God rest his soul. You know, dear friend of this apostolate from the beginning, in the very beginning, he was a big help. He would, you know, I, I've told you, he would call me at home. Jim, I thought of someone else you should call. He'd give me a name and a phone number of some New Jersey Catholic with money. <laughs> he knew them all, Father Benedict. He knew them all. And he would say, just tell them Father Benedict said to call, and they will help you. So he had a lot of pull. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a wonderful app that you can download Take a look at. There's everything you need, uh, and uh, again, we 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 don't charge. We give it to you for free. Um, so please do download it and and use it. There's so much on there, and it has a lot of. You know, I, I used to before we had our app. Before I had our app, I had multiple apps for all this other stuff. I had an app for the examination of conscience. I had an app for morning and evening prayer. I had an app for this. Now it's all in one app. It's all in our app, and it's free. So go to your app store and search for Domestic Church Media, and you can download it. And uh, I tell you what, my brothers and sisters, it is you can listen anywhere, anytime, no matter where you are. When Cheryl and I were on vacation uh, last month, we were out in Arizona, and and I would I would open my phone and put on the radio station and listen to Domestic Church Media out in the desert in, in Phoenix. So uh, you know, it's just a wonderful tool that is available to you. And, you know, especially with radio and especially with AM radio, you know, AM radio, our AM station here in Trenton, 1260 AM, and our AM station down in Hamilton, 1580, uh, we're under the uh, regulations of the Federal Communications Commission. And both of those stations, our two AM stations, have to reduce power uh, at sunset. So you may be noticing if you listen to 1260 AM and you're kind of on the outside of our main air listening area, that I believe right now at 6.45 or 7 o'clock, the signal reduces because we have to reduce power in half from almost 6,000 watts down to 2,500 watts. Our station in Hamilton goes down almost, I think, from, from, from 1,000 down to, to 5 watts. <laughs> so, um, But with the mobile app for streaming audio, however you listen, uh, it never goes down. It's always there. Um, and things, you know, we talk about the world changing. Technology is changing rapidly. I have in my car... The Amazon uh, Echo Auto that I put in my car, and you plug it in, 
and it uses the data on your phone, but it, it doesn't use a lot of data that I can see. But you can listen, to, and it comes right through your, your radio, through uh, uh, Bluetooth, right through the radio, and you can listen to it. Uh, so so I, I, haven't, I probably haven't turned my radio on in my car for a couple of years that I use this thing. You can listen to that. <laughs> Much better signal, clearer, stronger, no static. Anyway, download the app. Go to your app store, Domestic Church Media. Uh, go to your app store and search for Domestic Church Media, and the you'll find the app and download it. It's free, free, free. You don't pay a cent and never will. Uh, so we thank God for that. Now, let's – oh, you know, I heard Father Benedict say there, I, lo- I love the term when Father Benedict was his little spot we were running there on the break, and he said, the devil will always bite himself in the tail. That is so true. That is so true. You know, he always and and he always goes one step too far. Um, and we laugh at that because he's, he's supposed to be very smart, but not smart all the time. Let's uh, go to Lumen Gentium, and we've been sharing this uh, with you for the past few weeks. The Dogmatic Constitution on the Church from 1964, the section, Chapter 4, on the laity. And again, this is so many years ago, but as we see in all the council documents, uh, and as has been the history of the Church, and Bishop O'Connell said this to me many years ago, um, it usually takes about 50 years for the teachings of any council uh, that has come out about 50 years before the dust settles and everything really starts to uh, take root and apply. And that's what happened. I read these, you know, as I share these these words with you, uh, you would swear they were written today, <laughs> but they were written in 1964, uh, so many years ago, almost 60 years ago. And um, they're very, very relevant for the very day we, in which we live. And, and the Council Fathers write this, to those whom he immediately joins to his life and mission, he also, meaning our Lord, he also gives a share in his priestly office to offer spiritual worship for the glory of the Father and the salvation of man. Hence the laity, dedicated as they are to Christ and anointed by the Holy Spirit, are marvelously called and prepared so that even richer fruits of the Spirit may be produced by them. For all their works, prayers, and apostolic undertakings, family and married life, daily work, relaxation of mind and body, if they are accomplished in the Spirit, indeed, even the hardships of life, if patiently borne, all these become spiritual sacrifices accepting to God through Jesus Christ. Again, they, the Council Fathers refer to the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, all of our works, our prayers, our apostolic undertakings, our family and married life, our daily work, our relaxation of mind and body, even the hardships of life, they say, if patiently born, all these become spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus. And all these are accomplished and should be accomplished in the Spirit, in the Holy Spirit. In the celebration of the Eucharist, these may most fittingly be offered to the Father along with the body of the Lord, 
And so worshiping everywhere by their holy actions, the laity consecrate the world itself to God. Laity, we, those of us in the lay state, we can through all our life and all that we do in our vocations and how we live, these actions and, and works that are born of the Spirit, we consecrate the world to God. That's why when we talk about lay people, lay Catholics especially, lay Christians, those who will consider themselves to be brothers and sisters of the Lord in their discipleship. Certainly we would love the entire world to come into the fullness of the faith that is our Catholic faith. Because we know, and you know, we mustn't be afraid to express this because it's true. It's not to offend anybody or say we're better than you are or, or you know, you're wrong and we're right. It's to say this is that we know for a fact that Jesus Christ himself, the Son of God, before his passion and death and resurrection and ascension into heaven, he established his church on earth. And he gave the keys of the kingdom to Peter, the first pope. That's a fact. Even, even non-Catholic Bibles will have that passage of the gospel where Jesus says to Peter, you are rock, and upon this rock I will build my church. And then when he tells the apostles that whatever you bind on earth or bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth are loosed in heaven, giving these men and their successors the authority given by Christ himself, the authority that they have in the hierarchy of the church and for 2,000 years. And we know that through the ages, there were breakings away, individuals who started their own Christian denomination because they didn't agree, because whatever the, whatever the reason or rationale was. We know the most famous, of course, is Martin Luther, but what has happened since then to the tune of 35, 40,000, you hear all kinds of numbers, but they're always in the thousands and thousands of non-Catholic denominations. But our membership in this church through our baptism is not to take on a superior attitude toward other denominations. Remember, I always say, and it's important to remember that the Catholic Church is not a Christian denomination because the Catholic Church did not denominate from anything. The Catholic Church is the one true church founded by Jesus. And I'm not saying that, to, if, we, if we have any non-Catholic brothers and sisters listening or watching, I'm not saying that to make it sound like we're better than you, but that's just a fact. What that is, more so, as far as I'm concerned, when we, make, when we state that fact, when we talk about the church being the one true church, founded by Christ himself, and we state that fact, it's not a, uh, a statement of 
of, of being better or, or, or holier, but it's rather an invitation to call people into the fullness of the faith, to share with them the truth that should place on their hearts, again, talking about the, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, to be open to the prompting of the Spirit to say, well, then tell me more. I've always read that in my Bible, but I really didn't understand it, maybe. Can you explain to me what that means? Can you share with me that truth? And you see, this is why we here at Domestic Church Media exist, just as why the church exists. You know, if I asked you, why does the why did the church exist? What's the main purpose of the church? The church is called to evangelize. The church is called to bring all people of the world into the fullness of truth, into the fullness of this faith. We, as a Catholic lay apostolate, you know, we have been given the... Uh, uh, letter of suitability by our bishop, Bishop O'Connell, because we're in, in, in the Trenton Diocese, the local ordinary, the bishop, we have to have approval from the local bishop to even call ourselves Catholic. He has to be the one to say, yes, you are in good standing and you have uh, my permission to do what you do. Now, we're not an official arm of the diocese, but as lay people under... Um, the leadership of the local bishop, we have to answer to him. And he gave us, since he's a great friend of the apostolate, he understands the importance of this work. But as a lay apostolate, as a lay organization, we have the same responsibilities that we would have if we were an arm of the church because we have to speak truth. We have to speak in line with the teaching authority of the church. All of this, my brothers and sisters, is exactly what the Council Fathers just talked about. And whatever we do, whether it's we here at Domestic Church Media or you in, in your position, whatever that might be, your state of life, in, in all of these undertakings, even in our right relaxation, the Council Fathers say, if they're accomplished in the Spirit, all of these become spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus. The fathers write, Christ is the great prophet who proclaimed the kingdom of the Father both by the testimony of his life and by the power of his word. Until the full manifestation of his glory, he fulfills this prophetic office not only by hierarchy who teach in the name and by, the pow- and by his power, but also by the laity. He accordingly both establishes them as witnesses and provides them with the appreciation of the faith And the grace of the word, so that the power of the gospel may shine out in daily family and social life. And you can see why this baptismal call that we all have, that is, that the gospel may shine out in our daily family and social life. We are called to allow the light of the gospel shine through us in all that we do. You can see how a world that represses and oppresses that way of life and cancels 
that way of life is acting to put a light under a bushel here. All that we can express that is good and holy in how we live our lives, in whatever we do, we don't have to be sitting behind a microphone at a Catholic radio station. We're all called in how we live our lives on a daily basis. You know, I shared with you uh, a couple of programs ago, and it's so true. You know, many of you will remember this. I remember growing up in the 1960s, and I still have an image in my mind. We were playing baseball on the street, so it was you know, an April day, but it was Good Friday in the morning. No school, obviously. Even the public schools closed on Good Friday. Maybe they still do. But everything shut down at noon. I still see in my mind, we're playing ball. It was around noon, and I see my father's car coming down the street. I'm thinking, what is Dad doing home? It's only noon. But his office, and he worked for a chemical company. Good Friday, noon, closed. Everybody go home. This is a holy day. Even the secular world recognized Good Friday as a holy day. Even if they didn't practice the faith, they still acknowledged the holiness of that day, the solemnness of that. You think that's happening today? Mm -mm. But see, you and I are still called to live that. I remember when I was, I was in the secular, you know, I had a secular job for 15 years. I was with FedEx and a very good company to work for. I started working for them in 1984. I worked for them until I went into Catholic Radio in 1999, 15 years and when I started for that company in 1984, it was a very um, Judeo-Christian company in the sense that we all, it wasn't just that company, it was most companies at that time lived by a, a Christian calendar in many ways without even, without even acknowledging it as such. But by the time I was leaving, 15 years after I began there, things had changed. We had to change the Christmas party to holiday party. We had a, and I remember the, the, I had to take a personal day on Good Friday to take the day off, whereas they had been, uh, I don't know if the whole company was closed, but there was not there was not as much of a hassle to get the day off. So things just changed, and things have changed even in in the past twenty years since then, twenty two years since then. I've, dramatically changed, but we're called to remain the same in our faith, that we're called to live, as the, as the Council Fathers say, that we are called because the power of the gospel must shine out in our daily and family and social life. They say they show themselves to be the children of the, of the promise if, strong in faith and hope, they make the most of the present time and with patience await the future glory. Let them not hide their hope then in the depths of their hearts, but rather express it through the structure of their secular lives in continued conversion and in wrestling again with world rulers of this darkness against the spiritual forces of iniquity. 
been going on since Paul wrote that in, in his letter to the Ephesians. But it's gotten a lot worse since. But we are called. The Council Fathers say right here, and I'm reading from Lumen Gentium, let them not hide their hope, the meaning the laity. Let them not hide their hope then in the depths of their hearts, but rather express it through the structure of their secular lives in continual conversion and in wrestling against the world rulers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of iniquity. We see that every day. I think one of the reasons I was, people will have asked me from the very beginning when we started the work, well, do you know how many listeners you have? I said, I have no idea. We don't subscribe to the service that would give us those numbers, Arbitron, they they uh, tell could tell us uh, how many listeners we have, uh, you know, listening to the radio, but they charge about fifty thousand dollars for that number. So I always say, no, I don't really have those numbers. I leave that to God. That's God's part of the operation. <laughs> he, he brings people here. He allows them to listen. You know, they, we just do what we do. We get it out there. So I have no idea. Uh, how many people are actually listening. But uh, I do know that our call is to do just this, that we are in a world that in so many ways is repressing the expression of Christian belief and understanding in our faith. We are called to bring that out on a regular basis, and we are so happy that you are participating with us this way, and I see my music is going. I have to stop now. But uh, again, my brothers and sisters, thank you so very much. This is from Lumen Gentium, very important uh, teaching from the Council Fathers about our role as lay people. Let the light shine. Okay, I'll be back tomorrow, God willing. It's Catechism Day, so come back for that at 4 o'clock. Have a great rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of your St. Patrick's Day. My name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. God bless you, and God love you.